I'm Timothy Putman. I'll be your host for the next hour. Each week we gather right here to explore the foundations of our faith, to look at the implications of our faith on our daily lives, so that together, you and I can prepare to live outside the walls. Have you ever been outside your comfort zone, like way outside your comfort zone? You've got life all figured out. You're going along a certain path. Uh, It becomes almost routine. And then one day, something throws it all into chaos. And there you find yourself outside of where you'd like to be. Maybe you have to trust God a little bit harder to make it through your day. Maybe you spend time in prayer uh, just seeking the the voice and the will of God and and you find yourself coming up short. You find no no response, no answer. Well, I, I believe that God uses those times for a specific purpose. First of all, uh, you know, so often we can get into the trap of of seeking after God and looking for Him to answer our questions, to be our our uh, you know the phone a friend in the who wants to be a millionaire kind of thing. You're my lifeline, uh, but God is not only interested in being our lifeline. Jesus Christ, yes, did. Uh, provide a way for us to be reconciled to God the Father. In that way, it's true that, that God is our lifeline. But in another level, uh, Christ doesn't want to just be the one who comes in and saves the day. He's looking for uh, a companion. Christ is looking for someone who he could love and walk with and be with every single day and not just uh, be called upon when things get rough. And so sometimes things get rough, and I think sometimes he waits for us to quit asking, uh, God, can you help me fix this? God, where are you? Until we just say, you know, God, be with me. Help me through this, right? Not help me out of this, but help me through this. Humorously, I'm in the middle of one of those times right now. Uh, I call it the Daddy Apocalypse 2017. (laughs) And what that means is that uh, my darling bride has taken our youngest three-month-old child, boarded an airplane to parts unknown, and is attending a, a three-day board meeting, leaving me here uh, at home with six kids. And she's pretty amazing because she makes this look really easy, uh, but everything takes a little bit longer with, with dad in charge. Everybody's still clothed. We're all Everybody's eaten at the appropriate times. But, you know, you just kind of want to stay at home. I, I, I get it a little bit more. Uh, she, you know, you don't want to go to the store when you have to get everybody out of the car. And she does it all the time. And she is just amazing. Uh, but me, uh, it's a little bit harder. So <laughs> tomorrow we're going to go to Mass. We're going to do it, right? We're actually going to get up and leave the house all dressed up in our finery. We're going to go into town, go to Mass, take the kids to RE. And then we're going to try and stay in town all day long because in the evening, first of all, I've got to pick Kristen up from the airport. But second of all, uh, it's the closing rally of 40 Days for Life where we are and generally all around the country. So wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, go to the 40daysforlife.com website. Find out where the closing rally is for you. Uh, Here, it's going to be a, a candlelight vigil at the end of the day right before we have to pick up uh, Kristen from the airport. So yes, I'm going to give my children fire outdoors. Uh, I think everyone will be remotely safe uh, for the most part. You know, that's what dads are for, to do the things that are just a little bit more risky. (laughs) Like, oh, you're you're too? Yeah, here's a candle on fire. That's great. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that's uh, we're going to make it through this, and at the end of the day, I'm going to trust God a little bit more. I'm going to be a little bit... Uh, little bit less um, skittish, as it were, because we'll, we'll have made it through this time. Uh, on a more serious note, we've been as a family going through this time as well, where you, you, you cry out for God's presence and for God's provision and for, uh, for the will of God to be made manifest and made known. And you wait two weeks at a time, you know, you, you live every day thinking, well, it's going to, you know, the answer is going to be right here. And then it's not yet. It, well, it's going to be, it, it's just around the corner. And then it's not. And so we've been living a little bit at a time, uh, one day at a time, a couple of weeks at a time for about two years now, waiting on God's will to be made clearly manifest and known. And I've come to the conclusion uh, in recent days that maybe God's will is just for me to be in his presence and walking with him and not worried about all of the daily drama, all of the, all of the things that could just absolutely swamp us as a family. Because what I can tell you is that in this time that we have been living two weeks at a time looking for God's will, we've always been provided for. You know, when, when the money gets tight, uh, there's always provision from unexpected places. And it's not happening in the way that we wanted it to, right? It's not through the, the will of God being made manifest, and then we can walk in that and, and have some certainty. We're still continuing in that uncertainty of life. And yet, in the midst of it, we're finding God's presence and God's provision, and recently I came to this conclusion that perhaps, perhaps you know, I've, I've looked at this situation of life, of just feeling completely out of our comfort zone. And, and I've looked at it saying, okay, well, here are the places where God has intervened and God has made provision, and here is God's uh, amazing providence, right? And, and those moments of providence were actually rescuing us from our bad situations and as I've come the last, probably last month, I've really been contemplating a, a different direction that perhaps, just maybe, the difficulty itself is God's providence. Not just that we are rescued from bad situations and, and hard situations, but that the hard situations in and of themselves are God's providence for us that we would be provided not merely with the physical things that we need, as I've been kind of contemplating providence up until now, but that we would be provided with the spiritual richness that we need. And the spiritual richness, it can't just come externally. It's like that, that parable of the seeds that Jesus tells, where the farmer casts seeds and it has to have good soil. And, and I bet you that uh, the hard ground out in a field doesn't really want to be broken up by a plow. And yet the plow does good work and makes that field fruitful. It makes the field able to produce the sustenance for the, those that are around it, right? For the farmer and for the people. Maybe we're stretching this analogy a little far, but I think that it works on, on a certain level. And this requires a level of trust that just goes above and beyond because we want to trust that God is 
is good and is loving in our own concept of good and loving. And that would be things that are pleasant to us and things that seem affectionate to us. And yet for God to be good and loving means that he wants what's absolutely best for us, right? So Aquinas says that love is to will the good of another. And God, of course, does that to the nth degree. And so for God to be good and loving, we he may be doing things that are that are uncomfortable and that are painful for us. And yet, even in the midst of that, uh, he is good and loving. And so it, it requires more trust of us because it requires not just that we trust he's going to come through for us, but that we trust that he's in the difficulties of life and that he's with us in the difficulties of life, right there, present to us, and, and maybe even enacting some of these things. Now, certainly some of the hardship that, that people are going through uh, actually has wickedness involved in it. It has something diabolical. Uh, you know, I have some friends who are dealing with the loss of a child, and I'm not saying that God does those things, even though he most certainly is present to that family uh, and will will help them through that. But I am saying that there are some things that we expect and we assign a, a bad label. Oh, I can't believe this thing is happening to me. And it could very well be that God is in the midst of that and, and causing that to bring about a positive end. And that requires a trust that won't be shaken when we don't get the answer that we want, right? The answer that we want is, God, come rescue me. But God doesn't always do that. God walks us through it and helps us to grow into the likeness of his son through that suffering. Uh, it's a, something that the church calls redemptive suffering, that we find some form of redemption, some amount of grace in the midst of these just incredibly difficult situations. One of the things that we can do, though, is to pray for one another. And so if you're walking through a situation right now in your life or, or recently in your life that just feels unbearable, uh, don't don't walk through that alone. Talk to the people at your parish. Talk to your priest. And Talk to our community. Why don't you come over to facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handle is at outside the walls. Let's pray for one another. Uh, every Thursday, I have an hour in adoration that I'm going to be before the Blessed Sacrament. And let me know what your prayer intentions are. And I'm going to take those uh, to the feet of Jesus when I see him on Thursday. And I ask that you also would pray for my family as we are walking through similar things. If you want to help... Well, by all means, pray for us, but also consider supporting the show and the work we do. Uh, that helps us to provide financially for the family as well as help us continue bringing this show week in and week out. You can do that by going over to OutsideTheWalls.com, clicking the Patreon link. It says Patreon, support the show. Uh, for as little as $2 a month, you can get access to all kinds of extra content. Uh, when you click that link, you'll see all the different levels that you can support and the different rewards that you get in the process. When we come back, we're going to be talking with David Niles, president of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Broken Arrow, talking about the third anniversary of that station, talking about what it means to trust God in uh, unexpected circumstances. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Outside the Walls. Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the foundations and implications of our faith on daily life. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. 
Thursday evening, I had the great privilege of sitting down with David Niles. He's the president of St. Michael Catholic Radio and the co-host of The Catholic Man Show. And as we're approaching the third anniversary of St. Michael Catholic Radio, we wanted to sit down and reflect a little bit about how God takes us on unexpected journeys, uh, the things that he places in our laps if we'll trust him and follow him. Here's that conversation. David, thanks for being here today. It is my pleasure. We're sitting here today a little bit uh, hearkening to your show, The Catholic Man Show. We're drinking out of Catholic Man Show, uh, Glen Karen glasses, a, a nice little whiskey here, under the watchful eye of Pope Francis, but not just Pope Francis, but Pope Francis kissing a baby, and not just any baby, but <laughs> but yours. Yes. <laughs> that was crazy. That, yeah, so tell me a little bit about that story. Okay. Uh, so my brother-in-law is now Father Sean O'Brien, mm-hmm. and he is currently assigned at St. Anne's here in Broken Arrow, um, which is excellent for us because he's so close. But back in 2015, he was still studying in seminary over in Rome, okay? And so he was getting ordained as a transitional deacon. And so we all went over, I say we all, like the family, to go to Rome to watch his diaconate ordination. You suffered. It was out of obligation, family obligation. Yeah, I mean, I had to go. It, yeah, they... <laughs> They they made me, uh, you know, it's the the best thing I've ever been forced to do. It's the most happy thing I've ever been forced to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we go over there and we went to the Wednesday audience that the Pope gives whenever he's in town. And because we were there with Sean, we got some tickets to go up to the very front section. So we get there and we're walking in and I'm trying to get as close to the front as possible. And Pamela's behind me and there are some not like some old ladies and they they saw she had a baby so right. she had elizabeth who was five months old at the time and they grabbed her and and basically said pointed right next to him and said you stay here you stay here how exciting is that for strangers to be as you're walking in this throng of people for strangers to grab your child right yeah <laughs> i mean they were super old so it was like not in uh not intimidating in any way right and i came back to find her and I said, Pamela, come on, let's go up closer to the front. And she said, these old ladies want me to stay here because I have a baby. And I, I kind of was put off by the... Because I want to get close. I right. want to see Pope Francis. It's like, come on, we should get closer. Well, they totally knew what was up because mm-hmm. bef- right before he went up to give his talk, he got on the Pope mobile and rode around and came right by us because we were on the edge of the section. Right. And so Pope Francis came by and I took Elizabeth and just held her out and here here comes pope francis and the security guard took elizabeth from me and as soon as he did that it was just like mind-blowing this is actually going to happen you know it was crazy and so yeah then uh pope francis uh, gave her a kiss and returned the baby a little holier Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you don't realize it at the time because everybody's so distracted right. on Pope Francis. But there are photographers surrounding him mm-hmm. who basically just – it's machine gun fire of camera of just pictures. Right. So – because I've always wondered, people who meet the Pope, they all have this perfect shot of right. like the handshake, you know, or the hug. And it's just, how did you get that picture? Well – it's one of those 50, uh, 50 photographers. Right, sure. right. And like, think about this. How much would you pay for that perfect picture of you with the Pope? Well, I don't know. How much did you pay for that? Perfect well, <laughs> I mean, how much? I would have paid hundreds of dollars. Yeah. 
I mean, may, almost all that I had to mm-hmm. get this photo is six six euro. Oh, there you go. That's not bad. They could be making a killing, okay? Right. But that's, that's just Starbucks right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was very surprised. So okay. anyway. So we're here uh, in your salon for a, a very important reason. We're here on the almost approaching a couple of weeks from now the third anniversary of St. Michael Catholic Radio. Is that the uh, is that the Trinitarian anniversary? Is yeah, the... I, I, it's it's the the number of divinity, I think. So, mm. you know, it's it's a the divine anniversary. It's the divine anniversary. Congratulations. You made it this far. How, how perfect. How perfect. So, let's talk about the, the how perfect this actually was or or rather how absolutely insane this idea was of bringing Catholic Radio to the Tulsa area. Mm-hmm. First of all, um th- this was a lottery. the the FEC, the the SEC put up FCC FCC. I did the there same thing. Or it's just taking a go. Like I, I've got I've got apparently sports on the mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the FCC is putting up uh, a couple of uh, well, a, a large number of low power FMs all around the country, putting up for lottery. Yeah. Uh, and, and so first of all, you're not guaranteed to get one anyway to right. sign up for it. But but the second odd thing is you get this call from a stranger, just kind of. Randomly, tell me the story about how you got into Catholic radio. Okay, so um, I was hanging out over at my friend Adam Minahan's house, and I got an email from this guy named Jeff Fennell. I talked to him one other time. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's the president of Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting, and is about nine o'clock in the evening when I got this email. And it, this I have gone back since I've been telling this story for so long. I actually went back and verified that. My my story is correct. Mm-hmm. This is what the email said. It said, Dave, I have a crazy idea for a new radio station in Broken Arrow, but you have to call me tonight if we're going to pull this off. <laughs> Jeff. And You're like, who like, is Jeff? <laughs> like, you know, who, like, what is that? What do you, what do you expect when you hear that kind of email? I, th- I said to Adam, I don't know what he wants, but I'm sure it's money. And I don't have any money. Right. So I'm not going to call him. And Adam said, just call him. Just see what he wants. Just call him. So I said, fine. And I did. And he starts going into this stuff about the FCC has this window open to apply for a low-power FM station. And he needs someone within the Broken Arrow area to incorporate themselves to apply for it uh, because the rules. And so if we incorporate ourselves online, we can get this radio station and blah, 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 blah. And the next thing I know... Adam and I are at a computer incorporating ourselves, which turns out is incredibly easy. I, mm-hmm. it, I was shocked of all the things that the government does, how easy it was to incorporate yourself online. It was amazing. Uh, and then we applied for it and we got it. There were, you know, okay, a little bit, a few more details. There was two frequencies here in Tulsa. Right. Um, and our, the engineer who works with us kind of did some, Made some moves to protect one of the one of the frequencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of a, a detailed move that he did. The, the The radio game is chess. Yeah, it's about filling, you know, applying for these things to make people think you're going to do something else, and it's uh, it's a complex game. So anyway, we were the only people who applied for this one. There were a ton of people who applied for the other frequency. And so they all had to lawyer up to go present their case before the FCC 
as to why their idea for this radio station was going to best serve the community. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we didn't have to do any of that. We just started raising money and um, off we went. Now, you're the kind of the, the, the furthest thing from what someone would think of when they say uh, the, the, the president and vice president yeah. of, a, of a Catholic radio station. Right. Or, Catholic radio station, but really radio station in general. I mean, uh-huh. kind of look like shock jocks from, a, you know. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, we were 27 at the time, mm-hmm. um, as equally sarcastic as we are today. Right. Uh, some would say possessing a lack of professionalism. <laughs> um and all of these things are true, right. but uh, here we are, and it's just been it's been crazy. Yeah. And uh, really, I, I just cannot explain how present God has been through this whole process. Like, okay, there we are. We incorporated ourselves right. and we applied. Well, the FCC had a couple rules. They said, we'll give these away for free if you can fill out the paperwork correctly. No errors. No errors. Yeah, exactly. It has to be 100% correct. And I think they did that because they didn't want amateurs in control of a radio station because if you don't know what you're doing, you can break a rule and get fined big time. Right. Okay, and they wanted to avoid any problems. It's kind of like the green M&M and the, uh, and the jar for the, the writer. For- exactly. Yes. There's a story behind that. We'll talk to it. I'll put it on social media. <laughs> the green M&M uh, clause. So you had this, you had to fill this out perfectly. And that was partially because they didn't want to deal with errors, but right. partially to see what kind of, what kind of person you were, what you were made out of. Right. But we did not. We answered a question correctly. We gave, well, we gave an invalid response to one question. The question was, how many board members will be at your first meeting, your first board meeting? And we put zero. <laughs> and in retrospect, that's a dumb answer. Yeah, you kind of have to, at your first board meeting, there has to kind of be someone exactly. there it's like, if it's a meeting. It's a very spiritual meeting it's if, a very if there are no bodies <laughs> present, you know. Uh, but the FCC website crashed the night of the deadline. Mm-hmm. And it was just because they had people applying, you know, massive amounts of people applying that it overloaded the system and it crashed. Uh, a few hours before midnight, before the deadline. And so the FCC actually extended the window 24 hours, which allowed us to, to catch our, it. yes, catch our mistake and we were able to fix it. You know, if we, if that hadn't happened, we, our request would have been denied mm-hmm. and we just wouldn't have a, a radio station. So here you are step after step from random emails uh, to incorporating in, in the 24 hour period to answering wrong. And yet still time after time you see the hand of God just saying, Oh no, no, that's okay. I know you're 27 and not quite on top of things. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll make this, I'll make it easy for you. And here it is just dropped in your lap. Yeah. And over and over and over again, God has just made it so obvious that he is just absolutely providing everything that we need. He, he just takes care of you if you trust him. We're talking today with David Niles, president of St. Michael Catholic radio in broken arrow about following God in the unexpected twists and turns that life presents to us. Uh, We're going to continue that conversation right after the break. In the meantime, join the continuing conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handles at outside the walls. We'll be back right after this. (music) 
Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the foundations and implications of our faith on daily life. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. Earlier this week, I had a conversation with David Niles, president of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Broken Arrow, as we talk about trusting God and following him in the unexpected occurrences of life. Let's return to that conversation. Right before the break, you were talking about uh, all the various things that had to just line up perfectly for this thing to work out, for this station to come to be. Uh, and, and so you were just about to give us a, a for example, a story. So why don't you launch back into that? Yeah, I really need to write all these things down so that I can remember them accurately someday. But this story really stands out in my mind as one of the best examples of just the way God has provided Mm-hmm. And he's always taken care of us. So um, early on in the process, we're raising money. We're on air, and um, I have a full time job. You right. know, this is not my full time job, and so it was just getting to be a lot. Everything I was having to do, and I was getting overwhelmed. And so I did one of those those things where you, you go to God with your list of demands, <laughs> where you say, "All right, God, you know, you're you've given this to me. Well." Let me tell you what I need, okay? <laughs> and I said, I want someone who can help us, who's a volunteer, who knows about radio, because we don't, you know, right. still, I still know very little about radio. I mean, just mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. I want someone who is just recently retired, who can help with editing audio files mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like these stuff like that. I mean, right. it was not that long of a list, but it was a pretty specific pretty list. Pretty specific list. Like someone yeah. who just retired, who has a career in radio, who's willing to help us and who knows how to edit. Right. And a week later, we get a I get an email from this guy named Jeff. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, I want to go to lunch with you guys." And we go to lunch with him and he said, "Well, I just retired. Um, I used to teach radio broadcasting over at ORU and I just I, I converted 2 years ago and uh, you know, I can help. Just what do you guys need? And it was just like, you know, chills, you know, because right. here, here he is basically in front of me, lists off without being asked, right. here's everything that I said I wanted. Isn't there a, a quote, I think it's by St. Catherine of Siena that says you do, uh, you, you compliment, you, you compliment God by asking big things of him. Yeah, that is beautiful. Right. I, I, that's probably not the exact quote. I'll, I will list that exact quote on social media, facebook.com slash step outside the walls on Twitter. The handles at outside the walls. If you want to know what the real quote is, go look in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say, ask for big graces. Right. And, and I think that's true because God, I mean, how big are God's graces? Well, mm-hmm. I would imagine there's not a word to describe that. But anyway, with Jeff, he helped us for a while, a short while, and then he got an offer to go back and work with some pub, a publishing company, something he'd always wanted to do. And so um, he didn't, he wasn't able to volunteer for very long. But when he left, I realized what had happened. God was telling me, he said, Dave, I have given you everything that you need. Yeah. Okay. And you think you need these things? And just to show you that I will, I'm taking care of you, I'll give them to you. Mm-hmm. for a short period, yeah. just to show you that I'm listening and so that you know I care about you and I'm, I am going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, to this day, one of, the, one of the most meaningful things that's ever taken place as a result of prayer, um, just because it was so specific. Right. You know, it, it was just so obvious that here is God saying, I love you, and even though you don't need what you're asking for, I want you to have peace. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'm going to give you these things just so that you can have it. And it is, you know, that's why I said before the break, God is just so good. Yeah. Now, one of the things you wanted was local programming. Uh, that's why before you went mm-hmm. live, you came and knocked on my door. And because I, I did your pre cana I did uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam's pre cana And it's like, this guy talks too much. We should put him on the radio. <laughs> uh, you came and you approached me and uh, twisted my arm, went and talked to my wife to get me to do what you wanted. Uh, and and you had a couple of other local shows. And eventually you decided, hey, I've got an idea. Maybe maybe Adam and I will do a show as well. And so you started this thing called the Catholic Man Show, which uh, has gone a little bit, I think, further than you ever expected. Uh, you just were totally. now nominated for uh, the Fisher's Net Award. Yes, right? for the yes. for the best Catholic blog, you can go to, uh, well, I think it's bestcatholicwebsites.com and vote for the Catholic Man Show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put a link also to that up on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just now did a camp out a couple of weeks ago uh, where guys came from all over, at least the country, maybe all, all over the world. All over the country, yeah. Uh, you had folks from California, from uh, just... Washington, Pennsylvania, yeah. Texas, What everywhere. have you done? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> that it is weird. We started this show just because we wanted to add a little bit of manliness to the local lineup. Um, just like a lot of things in the church, Catholic radio, a lot of it is kind of uh, female. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a the feminine is very well represented in the Catholic Church, and the the lineup of Catholic radio there was there's plenty of good shows, right. but a lot of them were awfully touchy feely. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so we wanted something that was less touchy feely <laughs> uh, and more man, just like man dude stuff. Yeah, but you know, it's still the senses. I mean, you you've got the you've got whatever the the man beverage, which is generally always alcoholic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the, enjoying the finer things of life, always drinking moderation. Cheers to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here you've got this thing. You, it, it's really kind of this humorous, uh, and people may think that these are uh, these personalities are put on between you and Adam, but I can attest. <laughs> I can attest having been around you, sat on your back porch, that, that this the show is really no different than, uh, than sitting down in the backyard. Uh, you, what, you, what you hear is what you get. Uh, and yet there has been this, this uh, magnetism to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a podcast uh, as well, but... Tell me some of the stories of, of the people that you've encountered through this work that you're doing through the show, through Catholic Man Show. Oh, man. Uh, God, there's so many. Uh, so we, we've, we've got this other group. Uh, it's called, we call it the Council of Man. There are some people who support our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they donate $10 a month, and we send them thank you gifts in the mail. One thing we do is we send them one of our Glencairn glasses, but also um, they get access to this a private Facebook group. Right. And that for me has been so edifying. In fact, I don't hardly do anything else on Facebook other than just this group now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got about 90 guys on Facebook, uh, about a hundred guys in the group total. Um, but it's just, it, they're, you know, it's only men and it's just, a con, you know, there's conversations. Hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. There's, you know, people are, they do funny stuff. Right. Um, but it's always about, men and just the spiritual life growing in virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has just been f- fantastic. Just this week, uh, people were talking about what's, what's your prayer routine and people were posting, here's, here's what I do. Uh, cause right. someone was saying, you know, Hey, I'm, I want to get a better routine. 
Right. What do you guys do? And so it's really become like this resource as well as like a uh, possible future travel network. Right. I'm not kidding. People will post on there, hey, I'm going to be in uh, Arizona. Is there, any, is there anybody there? Right. And someone will be like, I live in Arizona. Stay with me. You know, it's so weird. To it's see. like Airbnb for Catholic men. Right. Yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. And so the camp out was kind of that way too. Like here's right. all these guys flying in from all over the country to come hang out with us at Clear Creek Abbey. And yeah. it was awesome. How amazing. So as you look at uh, the provision of God, the, the, the twists and turns that you've taken to get here, both with the radio and with the show, mm-hmm. uh, as you look at the way that it's affected your own spirituality and your own family, mm-hmm. uh, what are some uh, some specific examples you can give of how your uh, life has been affected, the way that you interact with your, your wife and your children is affected by this revelation and this understanding of God's provision? Oh, man. Uh, there are that, – that list is, is very long. Um, Everything from my work, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, my job is I'm a financial advisor. So um, if we lose clients or if uh, sometimes they'll die and right. we, we could we could lose clients that way. And I really have, I've really in the last year had to almost verbally say it out loud that, you know what, God, I know that you're going to provide and we've been we have we've been i'm very well taken care of Mm -hmm. um everything from that to sometimes adam and i will record a show and it just will say god that wasn't any good yeah that was just terrible and then when it posts people are saying oh this is the best show you've ever done isn't that humbling yeah (laughs) it's like well i'm clearly an idiot or you know (laughs) I just did my worst work ever, and God's like, oh, that's my best. Right, Right, exactly, (laughs) because he can take just whatever junk that you tried to create in earnest Mm -hmm. and really make it speak to somebody. And the ones that you craft that you're so proud of that you you put the finishing touches on, you're like, this is my best work ever, and it's just crickets. Right, yeah, it's like, oh, man, I did, I did, I read two books for this one episode, you know, (laughs) and yeah, it's like, yeah, that was good, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, good episode. That's, That's it. Yeah, yep, good job. <laughs> the struggle is real. We're talking today with David Niles, president of St. Michael Catholic Radio and Broken Arrow, and, uh, and the co-host of The Catholic Man Show. You can find out more about both of those at stmichaelradio.com and thecatholicmanshow.com. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, while you're at it, uh, we've got one more segment with David where he gives away a little bit of a sneak peek of what may be coming next for St. Michael Radio. You can get to it and all of the special segments we have by becoming a, a patron of the show, by helping support the work we do. You can get that over at OutsideTheWalls.com. Click that Patreon link, support the show. Uh, find the financial level that fits your needs, as little as $2 a month, uh, and look at the, the different levels of rewards that are available to you and see what you may want to do. Uh, join the conversation over at facebook.com slash step outside the walls on twitter the handles at outside the walls and don't go anywhere because we've got more coming right after the break you're listening to outside the walls with timothy putnam
Welcome back to Outside the Walls, where we explore the foundations and implications of our faith on daily life. I'm your host, Timothy Putnam. We talked today with David Niles, president of St. Michael Catholic Radio in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and co-host of The Catholic Man Show. And we talked about trusting God in the detours, trusting God in the, in the interruptions of life, because God will very often break into our lives through little interruptions, through detours or unexpected occurrences. And if we're ready and if we're paying attention, if we are tuned to his voice, uh, then then we can begin walking into those those little side things that end up being really powerful for the kingdom. Uh, for David, it was a matter of responding to an email in a timely manner and all of a sudden now having Catholic radio broadcast across uh, Tulsa. And, and so that's a, a little thing that, you know, he wasn't looking for it, and yet it popped into his lap because he was willing to to say yes to the detours that God put in his path. And these detours we can so easily miss. We have to get a new conception of what it means to trust in God. There's a beautiful book that I'm just now cracking open for the first time called Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cassade. And basically, as I'm understanding it so far, it just is this idea of looking for God in the detours. What are the things that God is bringing to your plate right now? Who are the people that God's bringing into your life right now that he wants you to follow that path? He wants you to invest in their life. He wants you to, to start doing this detour instead of the plan that you had and then to watch his hand in the midst of that, whether that be through uh, financial provision, material provision, or whether it just be through God using you as a vessel for someone else's blessing. Uh, Whatever the case may be, realizing that as we walk in abandonment to divine providence, to the will of God, we are more fulfilled. We are living the, the life of sanctity. We are in that moment as we're abandoned to him, walking and sharing in the divine life, walking in full union and communion with him. Just like Christ who says, I only do what I see the Father doing, living in abandonment to his providence means that we focus our eyes and our attention on what it is he's doing so that we can then go out and do it. And that's often a frightening thing. It means stepping out in faith. It means doing things that sometimes look absolutely foolish it's been the story of our last two years as we have completely as a family sought after what that one thing is that God's calling us to do. And it's frightening and it looks foolish and everyone from the outside isn't quite sure what to make of it. Um, but in the midst of it, there's peace and there's contentment. And so that brings us to today's scripture. In the book of Philippians, St. Paul, just as he's closing in his last few moments of the book, he says to these people whom he loves so much, he says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I complain of want, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and want. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
That comes from the very end of the book of Philippians, Philippians 4. And, you know, we hear that, oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we, we have this picture of uh, I can do whatever I want, or if I dream big enough, I can do it. And here what Paul's actually talking about is, you know what, I'm strong enough to face want. I'm strong enough to face poverty. I'm strong enough to face even uh, abundance and blessing as Christ gives me strength. And as we're looking at this possibility of, of trusting God with, with the detours and with big and crazy things, uh, this has a profound impact because, you know what, it could be that God calls me to poverty for a while. It could be that God calls you to poverty for a while, but if he does, he'll provide you the strength to do it because I can, I've learned the secret of being content and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today's reading from Church History comes from St. Cyril of Jerusalem, and we're going to continue this conversation about trusting in God and about what it means to have faith. And here he says, the, the one word faith can have two meanings. One kind of faith concerns doctrines. It involves the soul's assent to and acceptance of some particular matter. It also concerns the soul's good, According to the words of the Lord, whoever hears my voice and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not come to be judged. And again, he who believes in the Son is not condemned, but is passed from death to life. How great is God's love for men! Some good men have been found pleasing to God because of years of work. What they achieved by working for many hours at a task pleasing to God is freely given to you by Jesus in one short hour. For if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and taken up to paradise by him, just as he brought the thief there. Do not doubt that this is possible. After all, he saved the thief on the holy hill of Golgotha because of one hour's faith. Will he not save you too, since you have believed? The other kind of faith is given by Christ by means of a special grace— to one, wise sayings are given through the Spirit. To another, perceptive comments by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing. Now this kind of faith, given by the Spirit as a special favor, is not confined to doctrinal matters, for it produces effects beyond any human capability. If a man who has faith says to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move. For when anybody says thus in faith, believing it will happen and having no doubt in his heart, he then receives the grace. It is of this kind of faith, moreover, that it is said, If you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed. The mustard seed is small in size, but it holds an explosive force. Although it is sown in a small hole, it produces great branches. When it is grown, birds can nest there. In the same way, faith produces great effects in the soul instantaneously. Enlightened by faith, the soul pictures God and sees him as clearly as any soul can. It circles the earth. Even before the end of this world, it sees the judgment and the conferring of promised rewards. So may you have the faith which depends on you and is directed to God, that you may receive from him that faith too which transcends man's capacity. That reading comes from a catechetical instruction by St. Cyril of Jerusalem, and it gives us a bit of a prescription that uh, preceding that gift of faith given to us by the Holy Spirit, there is also that ascent of faith, that we, 
we can stand up and say the creed, I believe in God the Father, the Almighty, and so forth and so on, that, that we say, yes, God, I trust the things that you've given through your church and through Scripture. I trust these things. And as we place our trust in him in that regard, then through that faith, we are also given the gift of faith through the Holy Spirit. Now, here's a, a little caveat to this whole thing, because the term, the terminology for faith has kind of been co-opted uh, in some Protestant circles, and I've seen it kind of seep in even to some Catholic circles, almost as if uh, faith is some magic bullet, that if I just pray the right prayer or say the right thing or put the right fleece before God, then he is going to show me that he He loves me and he, try, uh, he, he provides for me and all will be well. Um, you know, David even talked about saying to God, okay, God, here are the things I want. And God gave him those things only to show him that he didn't need them. And yet that's what David needed. But you're not David and I'm not David. And so we can't look at faith as if it's some formula that if I just say the right thing, everything will turn out just fine. Uh, because, uh, th- you know, it's, it's tempting to do that because it seems like, okay, now, now I can, uh, I have hope. I have some sense that this isn't going to go on forever in this way, uh, in a negative way. If I just cry out to God in, in these specific ways, then he gives me the answer that I want. And yet the story of the martyrs is a very different story. And this is something that I came to the, uh, the understanding of earlier in the year is, you know, I'm, I'm calling out to God and I'm not seeing the results that I want. And so I, eat, I have to come to a conclusion. Either God is not faithful and God is not good, or my understanding of what it means for God to be faithful and God to be good is a little bit skewed uh, by this, this idea of faith being a commodity that we can exchange with God, right? Because if I look at the martyrs or I look at those people around the world who experience hardship, they have faith in God and they aren't delivered in the way that you and I would hope or expect God to deliver us. And so we have to look and say, okay, I have faith and I assent to this that God is good. Now give me that gift of faith so that I can understand more clearly these detours and these things that you're putting before me in my life. So that's, that's the challenge. That's the homework for this week. Uh, pray for me, and I'll pray for you as well, as we both look for God in the detours. Why don't you share this episode with your friends? Go over to OutsideTheWalls.com. Click on that episode archive. Right there, it's right up at the top. Share it on social media, email, any way you want to. Let's just get the word out. And while you're there on OutsideTheWalls.com, click that Patreon link. And see that for as little as $2 a month, you can get all kinds of extra content. Why don't you see what level fits your family the best and help me continue the work that we do here on Outside the Walls. we got a lot of great shows coming up in the next month. In two weeks, we're going to have our third anniversary, three years of bringing you Outside the Walls every week. I'm looking forward to it. Today's episode was brought to you by the generous contributions of Brandy Carey and all the other supporters on Patreon. Join their numbers. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.